Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference. For more details on how to attend, that's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I really thank you for tuning in, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health/reviews, where you could leave a rating and review for today's guest, because he is an outstanding contributor to healthcare, an entrepreneur, and a man that wears many hats. His name is Gaspard De Deruzzi. He is a an outstanding leader at Pager. He's a co-founder and ex-CEO, currently still president on the board of directors. He's done many other things in other companies, including being the co-founder and director of Trade It. It's uh, Trading Ticket Incorporated, as well as co-founder and CEO of Capital. And the list goes on and on. This gentleman has done a lot for healthcare. And what I want to do is welcome him to the podcast to really cover some of the topics and exciting things that are going on at, at his latest company, which is called Pager. So, without further ado, Gaspard, welcome, my friend. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, what is it that got you into healthcare, Gaspard? Well, I mean, as, as you kind of said in your intro, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my, my whole life, and I really love going into new industries and new adventures, and really with an angle of you know how can I help innovate and disrupt a particular industry either through technology or usually through user experience and design. So I think that the real uh, story about Pager is that I'm French and uh, I grew up in France in, in Paris. And as I was growing up, we had this uh, service called, called SOS Médecin. Médecin means uh, doctor in French. And SOS was really a service and it's still a very, very important service in the healthcare landscape in France, delivering doctors to your door. So it's basically a household system that nice. uh, manages really all the urgent care services in France. And, you know, today they do maybe six or seven million visits a year just in France, which is pretty outstanding. And um, I realized that we didn't have that kind of services here in the U.S., at least not on, the, on a major scale. Right. And we decided, along with my two co-founders, one of them who was one of the founding members at Uber to basically apply technology to healthcare and really try to, in a way, come up with our version of what it is to deliver healthcare on demand. So SOS was definitely a big inspiration for the early days of Pager. And then obviously, as it's often the case when you start a company, we then started developing you know, a more refined vision and evolved over time. 
Yeah, that's super interesting. And you definitely have a, a strong leadership team there. You got uh, Walter Jinn, Oscar Salazar, and Philip Baton. I mean, you guys are, are moving and shaking, baby. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So I'm pretty <laughs> happy about the team. And uh, yeah, Walter, who joined the company about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago as the CEO, really came as a great addition to the team because at the time, we were really looking for someone with more healthcare DNA and more healthcare experience. Yes. Oscar and Philip and myself, we've all been uh, technologists and, and entrepreneurs, but none of us came from the healthcare industry. My experience was more in the initially in the video gaming industry and then in the fintech industry. Oscar, uh, you know, pure technologies coming from you know Uber that he just did before before Pager, and Philip was more on the financial side, you know, we've experienced that companies like Sogos or Morgan Stanley. So we all have our own background, but it, it, it was great to see Walter coming and joining us to really bring some more, as I said, some more health, healthcare DNA to the team. No, that's, that's really awesome, man. And, and, you know, the thing about healthcare is that every industry, every industry touches healthcare. So whether it be Uber, hey, we got Uber Health now, right? Or whether it be the finances behind it, it all touches it. And I think the great pool of experience that you guys have will contribute in a big way to the success that you guys that you guys have yeah so, I, mean, I mean i definitely agree with you and and i would say that you know the our point of view is that industries like transportation or finance or and obviously healthcare are very large industries and very heavily regulated industries and that the way to innovate in those industries at least that's our point of view and that's our angle is to try to improve the quality of the user experience. I think Uber obviously is a, is a great example on how make it more simple and make it more easy and fast to get transportation on demand. And, and, and I really think that I've tried to do the same thing in finance and now in healthcare. So th those industries have that in common that they're big, they're difficult to move, but to come in with a real kind of design-centric and user experience-driven vision you have a chance to really take them to the next level and, and really disrupt them. Now, that's such a great point, Gaspard. And, and it's just, here's an example of a group of folks, you and your team that have gotten together to become the, the digital David, so to speak, in an industry with huge Goliaths. And so I'm excited to see what you guys do in the, in the next coming years. What would you say is a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today? I mean, there, there are a lot of topics, but you know, obviously for us, and this is the one topic we're always talking about and kind of trying to bring top of mind with all industry leaders, whether they are providers or payers, and obviously the consumers, is, is that at the end of the day, it's all about the consumers. What we see is that from a consumer standpoint, healthcare is very confusing and very fragmented. People, I'm sure you and I are, are, are the same. You know, we have a lot of different kind of providers, different kind of needs, depending on how old we are and where we are and what kind of conditions we have. There are a lot of options in terms of care, the venues available out there, you know, from urgent care to ER to primary care to specialty care to virtual care and on and on, right? So I think that the main topic, the one that we are very much passionate about is how do you take that very kind of extended and therefore confusing and usually fragmented healthcare ecosystem and make it more easy uh, for consumers to access it and to navigate it. And that's really 
what we're very much, as I said, passionate about and trying to solve these pages. It's a great opportunity. And listeners, we're faced with archaic processes and archaic ways of doing things. If we do not change, then others will. And Gaspard and his team over at Pager, they're finding ways to become more efficient and lean. So it's really the onus is on us as leaders of the healthcare system to take action and make corrections and think outside the box. I love that you brought your experiences and ideas from France over here and just applied them in such a way that would help us get better healthcare. So I love that you have that inspiration from Europe. Well, thank you. And I think, you know, the French healthcare ecosystem, I don't know if it's better or worse than the American system. I think, I think it's not black and white and, you know, some things are better, some things are, are way worse. But again, as, as a consumer in France, you know, growing up there, it was very more easy and quick to access the healthcare system. And it was a good starting point for us as a company and also to help us kind of build a vision. But what is really amazing in the U.S. is that we came up with that vision in the U.S. market. And then from there, we just evolved a lot. And I think that actually I was very pleasantly surprised that the healthcare industry and the healthcare ecosystem in the U.S. seems to be very open and very, in a way, very eager to innovate. And you can see that with kind of the evolution of Pager as a company. We really started a little bit, like I told you, uh, with this French vision around kind of urgent care delivered on demand, right? How do you get providers in people's home to really make it more kind of consumer-centric to access urgent care on an on-demand basis? And from there, we realized that actually the biggest opportunity was really to provide better access and better navigation to really help people, to help guide people through the complex healthcare ecosystem. Because if you, if you look at the healthcare ecosystem in the U.S., it's very rich. You have so many options available to consumers. Yes. And we think it's a, it's a great strength. And the problem with all those options available is that it's just very, very difficult for for consumers to know where and when to use what options. And so we realized that our DNA of delivering care on demand and being very consumer-centric was the right DNA, but that the way we were doing that through house calls and venues like that was not enough. So we decided to really kind of become, you know, more of a kind of a single entry point, like a phone door into your healthcare. How do you, yes. you know, use Pager to actually ask questions and get some help and get guided to the right point of care. So we still have the same DNA, but I think that being in America allowed us to be extremely flexible in terms of evolving our vision and evolving how we would execute on our vision. And I think that's the big strength here compared to France, where things are way more, in a way, a little bit more heavy and less flexible yes. uh, in the way people just innovate and, and start companies. I think that's so great, Gaspard. And, and listeners, I want you to just take a nugget of wisdom here for a second and just kind of soak it in because we oftentimes are held back by our own false beliefs. And I believe that one of the false beliefs that exists in healthcare in the United States is that it's inflexible. And when in reality, it's not. You just got to find the right people to help with whatever you're trying to do. And Gaspard and his team have done this Gaspard, you bring up a really great point, right? I mean, you were surprised with how flexible things were. Yeah, and you're actually right. I think, you know, a lot of people in the industry 
are talking about the challenge of accessing care. And I, and, and I think we at Pager think that that's not necessarily the, the challenge, right? To your point, people have a lot of options available. There's a lot of flexibility in the system. And from urgent care to your primary care doctor to ER, I mean, a lot of things are, are available. What is more kind of challenging is the fact that this industry is extremely fragmented. So no one except sometimes your primary care doctor is going to be acting as your kind of your guide or your phone door into that ecosystem. And the fact that is that all those options are available and the fact that you have all this flexibility means that it's sometimes extremely confusing. You, you yes. just don't know if you're sick, should you just go on Google and do your kind of your self-care? Should you call your primary care doctor who's usually very busy and not necessarily available to see you right away? Should you go online and try to find another doctor and schedule an appointment? Should you go to an ER? Should you go to an urgent care center? Should you try to talk to a doctor through phone or chat? I mean, there's so many things. The problem so many is things. People, people are not just kind of qualified to make those decisions. And I think that you have companies like Pedro who are trying to fill that gap, right? Trying to just guide consumers to that complex, confusing, because flexible uh, yeah, well said, my friend. Well said. And healthcare is not something that, unless you have chronic disease, right? You're you're consistently in and out of the hospital. Then that's one thing. But the majority of people don't interface with healthcare until they need it. And so it's kind of like I go to Denver a lot. So whenever I go there, I don't know it very well, but I always go to my concierge and he lets me know where I could go for a run. He lets me know where I could go get some food. And he always points me in the right direction. And the service of a concierge in healthcare doesn't really exist. I, I like that you that you brought up the fact that your primary care would be the closest thing to that. And it's really cool that that you guys thought about this and made the shift from a point of care solution to something broader. And I like the, actually the word concierge. And you know, sometimes in healthcare, it's a little bit risky to say concierge because you know healthcare is. Above that, but to your point, you know, we're trying to offer a concierge-like experience to the patients and to the consumers, and we're trying to be here when consumers need us. But what we're trying to do, or what we will be trying to do for the next kind of phase of the story of Pager, is to also be there when people don't know they need us. How yes. can we, at some point, offer a more proactive and a more personalized experience to the consumers because at the end of the day you probably always need to interface with healthcare except that people don't necessarily do it because they don't necessarily know that they need to interface with healthcare and also they don't necessarily like to right. interface with healthcare right? right so i think that the next kind of the next challenge down the line with with pager now that we're here when people need us is to be here when people don't know or don't think they need us and try to be their companion or their concierge in a more consistent way. That's going to be the challenge for us. Uh, and, and, and we already have so much uh, resources of our company dedicated to, to address that. And that's pretty exciting stuff. That's super exciting. And, and so with the changes that we have coming in increased sharing, right? We've got the laws coming into effect in 2019 requiring these big EHR, EMR systems to have and sort of like an export using fire or whatever else they, they could use, a patient could 
upload their information to you and maybe you guys could give them some insights that they didn't expect. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a long-term vision. I 100% agree with you. I think that before it becomes a reality, the question is, where can we find the data sooner or earlier? And I think that hmm. one of the answers is work with the providers and work yes. with the payers, right? That's one of the reasons where we started as a kind of a direct-to-consumer company here in New York. And then over time, we've evolved. As our model was evolving, we also evolved in terms of, in terms of focusing more on kind of payers and providers. So today, that's really our focus. You know, we work and we partner mostly with payers and also with providers. And one of the reasons why we do that is because by doing so, we can integrate with their data systems. And yes. by integrating with their data systems, we have access to data that can power I was talking about this more kind of proactive and personalized care engine. Because at the end of the day, you can do whatever technology you want. And God knows that at Pleasure, we're dedicating so much resources when it comes to artificial intelligence and care management, for example. But without the data, nothing can happen. So what we have really decided to do was to work with, as I said, payers and providers and try to have them, quote unquote, open up so that we can have access to at least some of the data and use that data to train our AI engine to uh, care for patients in a more proactive and a more personalized way moving forward. I think that's cool, Gaspard. And, you know, I'll tell you, just right now, I believe that that healthcare providers are really wanting to know how to use the technologies that exist out there. And with partners like yourself at Pager, I think it's going to be a solution that a lot of people are, are clamoring for. And the opportunity for pilots that could grow into, into bigger things uh, could be very exciting. And so I think it's a, it's a really great focus that you guys have. Well, thank you. And, and, and I think that we've started the process. Uh, you know, we have many partnerships in the works. The most, at least interesting for now for us, this big strategic partnership that we have with Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey which is, is a very important partner to us and we, we're learning so much with them and hopefully vice versa. And I think that a lot of executives in, or a lot of providers and payers need to understand better what are the existing solutions out there to help deliver a better user experience to their patients and their members. And I think that for your audience, and you know, a, a good way to kind of understand what's the difference between pager and other solutions is the fact that our really our, our focus is to deliver this kind of, to your point, concierge-like experience. And the way to do it is by building technology, but combining technology with actual humans. We believe that automating the entire care navigation and care coordination process with technology is not the right way to do things today because technology has a tendency to be very intimidating to consumers in healthcare. You know, this is their health. So they're, they're usually very skeptical about and, and sometimes scared about technology. So what we decided to do at Pager was really to put nurses as the interface between us and them and really build technology to empower or to enhance the powers of those nurses so they can better serve the consumers. So I think that that's really talking about all those solutions on the market. The specificity of, specificity of Pager is that, is that we're a services company in the way that we have a common center with a lot of nurses working and we're really caring for the patients and for the consumers. And that all the technology that we've built is to actually empower those nurses 
to treat, or should I say, to triage and to assist those patients in a better and a faster way. So I think that would be a good kind of edge for your audience to understand about pager. That's definitely a great distinction, Gaspard. And hey, I think anybody listening to this can relate that if you call in and whatever it be, right, you call that 1-800 number and you get a machine that asks you for different prompts, there's nothing more frustrating than that, especially if you're going to be wanting to deal with your health, it's nice to have that human touch. And so it sounds like you guys are keeping that care and healthcare and not just mechanizing the whole thing. Yeah. And, and I think 100% absolutely agree with you. And, and I think that, you know, machines are, and we love machines at Pager, but we just don't think that they are good for interacting too much with the consumers. And also we believe, by the way, that most care decisions, you know, whether you should go to an ER or you should go to an urgent care or you should go to virtual care, like a FaceTime consultation with your doctor, all those decisions should be humans. We don't think that machines have proved yet that they are better than humans to make some of the, some of the care decisions. So I think that the level of comfort for consumers to interact with a licensed nurse and knowing that the technology actually makes the nurse better, that's what we think is the right model for the foreseeable future. 10, 20 years from now, we shall see, right? But what we believe is that today, it's really the combination of humans and machines, but humans needs to be first in mind and machines needs to be working in the background to enhance the human powers. I love it. I think that's such a great point, Gaspard. Talk to us about a story, a time when you had a, a setback or a failure and what you learned from that. I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, and maybe I'll, I'll tell you how I think, I hope I kind of learned and use that for Pedro. As an entrepreneur in the past, you know, I've done various companies and it happened to me that, especially for the first version of our product, usually over-investing time and money and energy in building the first kind of iteration of the product yes. before we were launching it and really putting it in the hands of users. And I think that, that that is extremely dangerous because it's expensive and in a way you don't really know how people are going to welcome your product. And so it's just a very counterproductive way of doing things. And I've done that in the past, actually more than once. And uh, when we started Pager, I'm actually pretty happy because we decided to be way more agile, right? We went into the market kind of very quickly with kind of this, as I was mentioning before, this kind of urgent care on demand products. It was a very narrow focus on one use case, right? We went mm -hmm. direct to consumer because we didn't want to wait for people to just start testing our products. So we kind yes. of ignored payers, we ignored providers, we did everything ourselves. And we were lucky because we were able to access some financing to fund that. It's not cheap. It's actually pretty expensive. Yes. But we went there quickly with a product that was not perfect. And as I said, direct to consumer. And it allowed us to learn extremely fast. And that's why after we were able to evolve and our product evolved a lot. We didn't kind of stay rigid on our initial vision and initial product. We were extremely flexible in the way the company's vision and the company's product and the company's business model evolved. And I think that's one of the reasons why the company is successful today. And obviously, this is not necessarily easy to do because being so agile actually takes time and usually costs money. And you yes. need to have investors or partners who are patient enough to support that process. But when you are, when you can make yourself, when you can create an ecosystem of 
partners and investors who support a process like that, it's usually a winning formula. It takes time and healthcare, everything takes time, but it is way more powerful to actually launch a product in following that process. And I think that, as I said, you know, I did some mistakes in the past because I didn't follow that process. And with Pager, we did it. And I think that pays back today. That's so great, Gaspard. And listeners, take this gem and practice it. Don't create your products or services in a vacuum. You got to get out there, even though it might be a little bit more expensive, like Gaspard said, to iterate and to shift while you're going out there getting feedback. It's even more expensive if your company fails. So definitely a great pearl of wisdom that you shared with us, Gaspard. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So here we go. We're heading here toward the end. In this little section, it's a lightning round, Gaspard. So I got four questions for you. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Gaspard in healthcare. And so we're going to put a, <laughs> we're going to put a syllabus here for the listeners. And then we're going to follow that with a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. All right. What's the best way to improve health outcomes? The best way to improve health out- outcomes, I would say, is to always partner with the providers that you need, right? So it's really basically to always find the right providers for what you need. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think I just mentioned one was, and as an entrepreneur, the biggest uh, mistake is to spend too much time building a product and developing a vision without actually putting it in the hands of, of your users and your partners. It's powerful. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Same thing, you know, being always flexible and not be attached or emotionally attached to your initial or to your old ideas. Always be ready, especially as an entrepreneur, to pivot or change or enhance or change your mind, right? And change is usually a little bit difficult, especially for larger organizations, but it's also very difficult for small organizations because it means that to change direction, you need to retool your team, you need to change your business model. But change is usually good. It's not bad. So I would say really, you know, look at change as a good thing, not as a bad thing. There you go. What's one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? It depends on the health organization, right? You know, if your provider, the quality of health and the quality of your providers is obviously absolutely key. I would say for an organization like Pager, which yes. is early stage and which is really about user experience, it's just your maniacal focus on the quality of the consumer experience delivered. For us, that's absolutely the thing that is the most important. Love it. What book would you recommend and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners? That's a good question. The book that I would recommend is a French book called Gaspard de la Nuit, which is, you know, a book, obviously I have the same name, but a book that, (laughs) you know, kind of taught me a lot of interesting lessons when I was younger in terms of having a taste for adventure and risk, which I think is the foundation for being an entrepreneur. And in terms of podcasts, you know, I like a lot it's, uh, how it is built by the, it's the NPR podcast by and, and from, from entrepreneurs. I love to always hear ideas about how those very creative and successful entrepreneurs actually built it. So that's the one that I, uh, I enjoy a lot. Beautiful. Listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Gaspard, G-A-S-P-A-R-D. You're going to find all of our show notes there, the transcript to everything that we've talked about, links to the books and the podcast, as well as a link to Pager. Gaspard, this has been a blast. I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you. It's been fun.
Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. And listen, uh, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch to collaborate or follow you. Very interested to partner with new organizations and, and new people and consult our vision and obviously show our product and again, make it evolve and and make it better over time. The, the, the best way to reach me is just at Gaspar, which is my first name, at pager.com. Outstanding. We'll go ahead and include that for you listeners in the show notes. So be sure to check that out at outcomesrocket.health slash Gaspar. Gaspar, this has been a pleasure. Really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.